We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots. Huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. You will drive yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And we have breaking news. The artist formerly known as Gojojo will hitherto from, be known from as, henceforth, out. be known as Jojojo, as in J-O-E-J-O-J-O, -O, not to be confused with Bojojo, who is Jojo Siwa. Joanna Noel Levesque, formerly known as Gojojo, will now be known as Jojojo, J-O-E-J-O-J-O. -O -O. Why, Bobby? Because she is providing the official song for the Biden-Harris campaign, a Diane Warren-penned tune called The Change, which is fine. It's a good song. Yeah, it's a good song. It's, it's a good no song. fight song, but maybe that's for the best is what that's... I'm kind of like thinking as I <laughs> as I say it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's no fight song, but like, mm, we're good. You know, like, that's fine. At least Jojo jo will be there pumping them up. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe they have fond memories of Get Out Leave and AKA the way that I feel about the year 2020. Sorry, that was a gimme mm -hmm. joke. But like, you know, the way that I feel, mm -hmm. I want to get out in parentheses, leave mm -hmm. this country. I'm going to A lot of political news today. Well, you know, not only is GoJoJo changed her name to JoJoJo, we have Halsey sitting down with Bernie Sanders, iconic. Bernie Sanders, who's no longer in the election, but Halsey's still like, Bernie, want to FaceTime? I would love to, Ashley. <laughs> 
I would love to, Ashley. Wait, do you think Bernie just addresses Halsey as Ashley? She's like, call me Halsey. He's like, I'll call you Ashley. <laughs> no, I think what happened was he was very confused by Halsey. And then someone revealed to him. He was like, I don't really understand uh-huh. that name. And then someone says, well, you know, Bernie, it's actually an anagram for Ashley. And he was like, oh, I love that. So he started calling her Ashley. That's in my fan fiction. He's a fan. You have Bernie Halsey fan fiction, naturally. Yeah. He's a fan of her, not her music. He doesn't know her music. He's just a fan of hers because she took the time to call him on FaceTime. She dressed as sort of like in Jackie O drag. Halsey did say we must eradicate billionaires. And so for that, we must kind of stand, you know. And I fortunately happen to be someone that the young people listen to for whatever reason. Um, I'm trying. I I suspect for very good reasons because (laughs) you're a wonderful entertainer. Oh, thank you so much. I mean... Lana Del Rey is out here wearing mesh masks at a meet and greet and Halsey saying we must eradicate billionaires. And I have to say my taste is just going crazy right now because we we must stand for the... the yeah, Lana know. Del Rey is not in the dock today, but go away. All the... I Ooh. love all the comments of people being like, why do you make this so hard for us? You're making this so hard for us. Why are you, why are you doing this to us, Lana? <laughs> Dating cops and not wearing masks. It's just like the, the worst interpretation of the banana theme song. She is. Which is not playing today because there's no banana news, FYI. More politics. This is a political podcast today. The last last bit of politics. So if you subscribe to our Patreon, you will know that Lindsay used the law of attraction to give Donald Trump COVID. I mean, there's no no way to say this. She used the law of of attraction to give Trump COVID. A few days before um, Trump got COVID, I watched The Secret Dare to Dream starring Katie Holmes and Josh Lucas. And I said, wow, this is like a, this is an interesting concept. What if I use the law of attraction to give Trump COVID? And I said, Mm, I like fought really hard and then it happened and I just have to say it works. You visualize it. I just have to say it works. So there are three types of people in this world. People who believe that Lindsay gave Donald Trump COVID. Which is you. (laughs) Then there are people who think that he got COVID by flagrantly disobeying the uh, CDC advice and being in the Rose Garden without a mask. But then there's a third group of people who think that Donald Trump did not get COVID from either Lindsay or from him disobeying the rules and being irresponsible. He doesn't actually have it at all. And those people are also known as um, Holy Rollers, spelled R-O-W-L-L-E-R-S, as in Kelly Rowland stands. Kelly Rowland does not believe that Donald Trump has COVID. An interesting theory. She revealed this theory on her Instagram story. But she did it in like a way that is just truly compelling. Like she, she, she wrote, okay, so she's just imagine all black background. We have big orange text. It says, um, he in parentheses, DT, like, okay, yes, is clearly lying about having COVID. And then the, the, the emoji that's like, oh, like with his eyes wide with the big open, eyes his going, cheeks Ooh. flushed. He's like, and Ooh. blushy. And then below that, it's the thinking emoji, like the the hand on chin emoji, like, hmm, mm-hmm. there is a motive. He may even want to see how much it would trend. Hmm, big thinking face. And then below it says, something just ain't right. <laughs> and then below that, we have my favorite face, the side eye sad face. And it just says, I'm just going to wait and see how this plays out. <laughs> <laughs> And then the next story, so then the next frame of her story is a screen grabbed. So it's as if Kelly Rowland typed an October surprise in Google, and then Google always has like the suggestion up at the top. And it was like the link to the October surprise Wikipedia. So it says, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to leave this here. And it's the quick Wikipedia definition of what an October surprise is. And she goes, we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She is truly our best political commentator. I have to say... This is uh this is compelling. This argument's compelling. Big text on an Instagram story, 
compelling. It's compelling. Mm-hmm. Everyone's getting political. We got Jojo Joe getting political, Halsey, Ashley getting political, and we, we got, got Kelly, Kelly Rowland getting Roe. political. Now's the time to get political. Yeah. Now's the time if to not, get political. If not now, when? <laughs> Truly. All right. Can we get out of the politics, please? Can we move on so from the politics? Let's get out of the politics. So we have yeah. um, Buddy Velasco. Just a quick update. Obviously, don't need to spend a lot of time here. We had mentioned that it seemed feasible to us non-bakers to bake cakes and ice cakes and decorate cakes with just one hand. Buddy Velastro is proving us right. He has released photos of himself post-bowling alley accident where his hand got like crushed or impaled or something or other inside bowling mechanisms, like bowling alley mechanisms. And yeah. he's decorating this cake at home. Good for him. With his family. Good for him. With one Good hand. Good for him. Good for him. I love it. I'm, no, I'm, I'm blown away. I love it. Good for him. We're very adaptable. Yeah. This is great. I love that you found this. This is a fascinating story. Well, this is a new website. You know how we found like sometimes we new gossip websites we like come across and I add them to my kind of collection. This mm-hmm. one is very old, but for some reason I'd never come ac- I'd never come across. It's JanetCharltonsHollywood.com. Seems like she's kind of like a vintagey Hollywood gossip monger type that I. She's got like heard a Betsy before. Johnson vibe. Kind of like I kind of like it. There's kind of a very um, kind of crazy energy about her gossip (laughs) anyways here's one entry it's a picture of Gwen Stefani at the supermarket and the headline is supermarkets kept paparazzi alive during the pandemic and I'm like oh interesting and so it says before COVID Hollywood paparazzi had a lot of choices and places to stalk celebrities during the day popular shopping areas like Melrose Avenue Rodeo Drive or the Grove were ideal hunting grounds for celebrity hungry paparazzi outdoor cafes blah 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 after COVID struck the only place that everyone went was the supermarket paparazzi stake out the parking lots of all the upscale markets like Bristol Farms, Erwan, Gelson's, and watched for arriving celebrities' cars. So COVID also changed celebrity shopping habits. Now that they have to wear masks, celebrities think nothing of going to the market or anywhere else they might be, have avoided before for fear of being recognized. Some love going out incognito and they don't have to worry about how they look. It's more fun shopping in Hollywood now. You never know who that masked person fondling avocados right next to you. Gwen Stefani enjoyed a supermarket visit this weekend with two of her sons. But you could tell that it was Gwen Stefani in oh, this yeah. specific paparazzi photo. But I love the idea of paparazzi staking out Gelson's. The hot spots, you know? And I love the idea of celebrities being like, I'm a little freer. I feel free suddenly. Yeah, with this mask on, you can't tell. I mean, I will, I mean I'm mean, i usually good at spotting celebrities or whatever, but it's like with a mask and sunglasses and maybe a hat, you're good to go. Like that is basically a full face covering. I had the strangest experience. I was walking down the street yesterday and I saw someone cross the street in front of me, you know, like six feet away, seven feet away. Uh-huh. And I was like, it's Florence Pugh. Like it was a weird little what? brain fart. I was like, that's Florence Pugh. But it was just some woman in a mask. And then after, you know, half a second of thinking that, of like thinking that that was Florence Pugh in a mask six feet from me, I was like, are you out of your mind? My brain is still doing the, the the New York thing of like being desperate to see celebrities. And again, I never see celebrities, very rarely see celebrities. And here I am for half a second thinking that I saw Florence Pugh in a mask in my neighborhood. You know who you could see if you went into Manhattan? Amelia Votolo Jr. and Katie Holmes. Because those two are just stomping down the street all the time. They're still smooching. Did you see them smooching on the subway? They're on the subway. Are you? All they do is smooch every single piece of news. If we were like insane, we'd change banana to like Katie Holmes, Amelia Votolo Jr. Because they do not stop. 
They do not stop making news, those two. Amelia Olms? Amelia Olms? No, we can't. Well, we're not. We're actually, we're fully not. Because there's really no news. There's just like a lot of photos of them smooching. No, they just smooch. They're actually quite boring. They were walking down the street and someone got a photo of them. And she was wearing the most amazing, like, fashion outfit, slouchy, perfect thing. Oh, it was just incredible. It was just incredible. When did we become fans of Katie Holmes? When did this happen? I, I don't know. Right here watching know. The Secret, talking about Emilio Patolo all the time. I know it's it's kind of a likely happenstance that the secret came out got changed from $20 to $5 at the same time she started smooching a man on the streets of New York. You know, like that just happened. It's almost like I made that happen. It's also COVID desperation. Celebrity gossip has been so boring for the past seven months. So we'll I take know. Katie Holmes and Emilio Vitolo Jr. in their Pontiac GTO, you know, smooching on the subway and masks. I mean, it is a good story. It is a good it's a good story. She's giving us a good story. And he's Secret like, Dare to Dream, though, not as good of a story. And he's Katie like Holmes just life. sleazy enough. Like he does sort of seem like a dirtbag for the way he allegedly treated yes. his ex. Did you see the news that his mom was like mad at him? <laughs> like I don't know why we had this news, but like his mom was like disappointed in him or something like that. Are you talking about the Daily Mail headline, Emilio Vitola's relationship with Katie Holmes reportedly upset his mom, colon, quote, she yes. brought him up better than that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I like the way that this sentence is framed because this is aggregating page six, but it says sources close to the family say she was furious after the chef ended his previous engagement last month and moved on with the Batman Begins star. <laughs> Batman Begins star. That almost makes me think that the mom just has a grudge against Batman Begins and is like, couldn't it at least have been Maggie Gyllenhaal? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, she's like, like, it's not. She's like, it's not that good, really, guys. <laughs> she says, Lourdes thinks she brought him up better than that, says an insider. She didn't like how Emilio handled this at all. I'm. It's really like we could take. Honestly, I'll take anything we can get at this point. The news is low. The the meter is down. So like Katie Holmes and this random guy walking the streets of Soho, like getting their picture taken and smooching is like kind of the best we got since Banana. You know what else we got? Chrissy Metz and some guy. Some guy. Remember when Chrissy Metz was like, Chrissy Metz broke up with her boyfriend. And she's like, actually, I broke up with him two years ago. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Chrissy. She's actually dating some guy named Bradley Collins. He's truly some guy. You know, it's like somebody you kind of like vaguely know and you see at like various parties. The people we like don't see anymore, but the people you run into at parties that you kind of know and every update you get from them is every time you see them. So it could be like years in between. So they could like be doing something so serious in a serious relationship the next time you see them. They're like, how's so-and-so? And they're like, oh, we broke up like two years ago. And you're like, oh, like, I don't know. I don't know. Mine wasn't know. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's like that's every it's every piece of news about Chrissy Metz. I don't really understand. So this new guy, he's he lives in Nashville. He's not a celebrity. His name is Bradley Collins. I found his LinkedIn, but his LinkedIn that's is good. doing this thing where it's not really mm, it's not really explaining what his job is. It's very peak like House Hunter's job. Where they're where they're like. I'm in uh, environmental marketing at a pharmaceutical agency and our budget is $900,000. And you're like, what? (laughs) Like, I don't understand what jobs are. (laughs) Look at this. So he works in music in a way. He worked at BMI for a little bit and he was like a creative director there. But now he's a broker at at a commercial real estate office. All of his clients are, I guess, mostly like Nashville, like industry related. So it must be like fancy commercial properties. When did they reveal this? National Boyfriend Day. National Boyfriend Day, which is not a day. The only days, as we've (laughs) described, are National Coffee Day and National Podcast Day. There are no other days. Get out of here. They both gave each other hashtags, which I think is both disgusting and sort of, I mean, sort of cute. 
Chrissy says, happy National Boyfriend Day to my dreamboat. Bradley, from the moment I first laid eyes on you, I wanted and needed to know you. Now I feel so lucky to have you. You can hashtag Collins me smitten for sure. No, 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 no. Which is his last name. Hashtag Collins me smitten. Collins hashtag me smitten. Collins me smitten. Well, he made up a hashtag just for her because he also released uh, an Instagram celebrating his love for her on her birthday on September 29th. And he said, happy birthday to my love, Chrissy, from our first date in May. You've had me hashtag mesmerized. Mesmerized. Oh, no. Mesmerized? Mesmerized. Mesmerized. You're not the best thing that's happened during quarantine. You're the best thing that's ever happened to me. I love you. You the best. Imagine ending your like deep profession of love with you the best. You the best. Yeah. No. Well, I wanted to skip ahead just quickly because you were you mentioned National Boyfriend Day. I don't uh-huh, know if you saw yeah. this headline. It's um Lindsay Chrisley slams dad Todd and adopted <laughs> mom Julie Chrisley for National Daughters Day snub. Apparently, another day is National Daughters Day, and Lindsay Chrisley, whose name is spelt inconceivably and I am my name is as somebody who's also named Lindsay I think I've mentioned this on the pod but her name is spelt pure insanity l-i-n-d-s-e-i-e see I was just trying to spell my name it's l-i-n-d-s-i-e Lindsay anyways you're like I'm gonna make Lindsay less topical like I'm gonna make Lindsay you know some a name is like can be classic like if it's in the bible Lindsay is not a classic name it's a very dated name it's like yeah. yes you were born in the 80s we get it the only book Lindsay has ever appeared in l-i-n-d-s-i-e is the secret <laughs> it's like, like let's take a name that's like fully not classic will fully not stand the test of time and make it even less so anyways so <laughs> Lindsay chrisley called out dad todd dad todd and adopted mom julie for snubbing her on national daughter's day while recognizing savannah here's my thing savannah gives todd way more content than Lindsay. i don't even know what Lindsay does but i know savannah just cut her hair and called off her engagement she's busy Lindsay is the extortion daughter Wait, no, she's not. Lindsay is the one that they allegedly... Uh, remember when there was all that darkness with them whenever they were going through their like financial fraud investigation? She was extorted or she did extort? They were trying to extort from her by saying they were going to release a sex tape. Remember? They hate her. Oh my God, they hate her. But then they said that that never happened and then this went away. So I sort of feel like all of that weird stuff that we talked about last year with this family like went away. They came to some agreement that they were going to stop. I think everyone was sort of like lying about each other and they sort of came to a conclusion. I just don't, I don't know what else could have happened because the things they were, both parties were accusing each other of were like fully crimes. And then suddenly we stopped talking about it. So I yeah. I don't know. But she's had problems with this family forever. Why would she expect her adopted mother, who clearly doesn't even like her, to call her out on National Daughters Day? <laughs> Come on, Lindsay. It's just so funny that like Todd wrote, Happy, Nas- Happy Daughters Day to the kindest, sweetest, most compassionate human. God bless us by allowing Savannah Chrisley to be our daughter. And then Julie wrote, <laughs> <laughs> Julie wrote, she is kind. She is intelligent. She is far wiser than her years. I'm so proud to call you both my daughter. I love you, Savannah Chrisley and Chloe Chrisley. Another daughter got mentioned, not just Savannah Chrisley. And then Lindsay went on like her podcast that she hosts with like some teen mom person and said like, mm-hmm. there were posts that my dad and Julie made on their Instagrams that were like saying Happy Nationals Daughter Day to Savannah or something like that. And then mm-hmm. she said they never did one for her. There were posts that my dad and Julie made on their Instagrams that were like saying happy national daughter's day to Savannah or something like that. And 
I feel like two sides of it, right? So I feel like if you're going to do it to be petty, then you just shouldn't post it at all because then you're just like showing your cards. Um, but also if you're going to do it, like make sure you're doing it from a genuine place. If you just like, don't consider me your daughter, don't go on your podcast and be like, Oh, well, you know, I still love her. I still this, I still that. But then your actions aren't consistent with just what you say. say Right. Your actions and your, what you say have to match. It's so sad. You're going to name her Lindsay with an IE at the end and then ignore her on National Daughters Day? The disrespect. Okay, we can go We can go back up top. Disrespect from the moment the birth certificate was signed. Uh, from the moment the birth certificate was signed. <laughs> Nothing but disrespect. Okay, back to the top. Sorry, I had to skip ahead because it was related. Wait, I think, sorry, SZA's a them and the Drake's a them. I think we can't this do this. This is a them. Yes, this is a them. Oh, Adam22. So this guy really sucks. And I was like looking into him because of this story that I saw about Black China. And I was like, who is this podcast that he's on? He's just apparently a very, very famous podcaster, YouTuber, formerly BMX person, turned into some like hip hop influencer named Adam22. His name is Adam Grandmaison. Adam Grandmaison. Who knows how this guy fucking says it? he's terrible he was accused of sexual assault by two people this is not about him this is about black china i don't think we should disregard what black china did just because this guy sucks but um black china was being interviewed by this guy on his podcast called no jumper whatever and he was talking about soldier boy remember whenever black china dated soldier boy very briefly and we were like this is a very weird relationship because it only lasted yeah. like two days and right. they were they did a lot of photos with people and it was sort of like it was whenever the rumor was that black china was basically like being paid to just be photographed of people because it increased their brand equity right she was like basically you would pay her for clout which is like you'd pay her and she'd get you guys would go out and she'd get photographed with her you like go to craig's with black china then you get photographed (laughs) and people would say like oh so and so is like a new rapper dating black china and then you'd get that like nice press bump which yeah fair so soldier boy came up during this interview on no jumper again i'm not going to listen to this podcast just because like this guy seems to really really suck but the way she left is very funny listen she looks more disinterested than i was whenever we were talking about Chrissy Metz and her boyfriend, but just to set the scene, okay. Have you spoken to Soldier Boy recently? No, you? No, actually. His old Mm -hmm. number doesn't work anymore. I've been really wondering what's going on with him. Okay. So you guys had like a thing about a year ago? Would you ever consider doing music with him? Hey, guess what? Yeah, what? I'm out. You're out? Yeah. The Soldier Boy question? No, it's just like you keep like being weird. But, you know, this is what the people want to hear about, you know? Nah, but it's just weird. I'm out. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Appreciate you, Black China. I love that. She's like, this sucks. And then she takes her headphones off and she leaves. Yeah. It reminds me of the Justin Bieber, guess what, guess what, I don't recall. No, what's that? Whenever he was being deposed and he was acting like a complete asshole. And he says, guess what? Oh, yeah. Guess what? I don't recall. And guess what? Question? Guess what? I don't call. We got a call recently that was like, what's up with Black China?" And now we have an answer. She's walking off podcasts. Yeah, she's like, she's like doing press, but she still has like, uh, she has a nose for when something is just like not right. She's like, bye. <laughs> what yeah, is good. up with the thing? Yeah, Black China. I don't know. She's kind of doing everything and also like all of us doing nothing, you know? Speaking of people who are doing everything and nothing, Joss Stone is pregnant. <laughs> I just like, I 
I'm I'm so like getting pregnant news is so kind of at the bottom of my in the hierarchy of news that I care about for celebrities right now it's at the bottom just because it's like everywhere and it's not interesting and usually there's no like story behind it and there's no like mm-hmm. there's nothing interesting about it it's like oh the girl from Duck Dynasty is pregnant oh da 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 is pregnant it's like who okay, like who care you know who care Mm-hmm. The last interesting person to get pregnant was Bindi Irwin. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It was Gigi Hadid. Let's be real. Okay. But the last interesting person <laughs> to get pregnant was Bindi Irwin. <laughs> I'm Anyways, Jaw Stone this morning reveals she's pregnant in the on some podcast. Her podcast, actually, I think it's called like A Cup of Happy. <laughs> yes. Cause she's British. So guess what? What? I'm gonna have a little baby too. Oh my God, congratulations. I'm so excited to talk to you because I don't know many other pregnant women. Oh, how are you, how are you getting on? I'm week 17 and I've okay. just stopped being really sick all the time. So feeling really happy. I'm feeling okay, yes. Isn't it yeah. mad when you've got someone growing inside of you? Jeez. And the other great part is that just like Chrissy Metz, her boyfriend is just some guy named Cody. And the Daily Mail has no idea who he is. And they're not going to look deeper into it. Like, they're not going to find his LinkedIn. He's just some guy named Cody. Do we know anything else about Cody? Just he's an American musician named Cody. Yeah. See, even I am like, oh, well, this baby news is also not interesting. But what is funny is that in the Daily Mail article, they, of course, brought up something that I didn't know, which was that Joss Stone had been on um, Good Morning Britain, I guess. Like they she made like bean crepes on like Zoom or something for them because it's just a picture of Joss Stone with her arms outstretched in front of a bunch of ingredients. And it says Joss Stone's bean crepes. And then under that, it says... Joss was branded deluded and tone deaf by angry Good Morning Britain viewers recently after she declared, quote, happiness is a choice from the comfort of her luxury home in the Bahamas. So I guess she had gone on Good Morning Britain, made some bean crepes and said happiness is a choice. She said, I've noticed we have a lot of opportunity to be happy and we don't always take it. And then people were like, bitch, you're like literally coming live from the Bahamas from your beautiful vacation (laughs) home. Like, I don't want to hear about like choosing to be happy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what? I get the same thing. I'm used to hearing my voice back singing, but then when I hear it back talking, I think, oh my God. Who Weekly is brought to you by Squarespace. As usual, we love Squarespace. We love Squarespace. It's the only way we will ever have a website. <laughs> Is Squarespace. You're right. Because it's easy. Because I can update it very fast when things go crazy with tour announcing, which we might have to do relatively soon. Might? Uh, might? Uh, 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 you said, we just came and saw you. I said, well, this is a, this is a 365 podcast. We're planning ahead. Everyone's, everyone's doing live shows these days. So all the venues are getting booked up. So we have to book our tour, which is far away pretty soon. But we already know we already know the dates. We're ready to update the website on Squarespace. And we also already know how to put them on the website, which is like half the battle because it's Squarespace. Exactly. And we've done this for a long time and it's very, very easy. We love Squarespace because it's very easy to update things. We love Squarespace because we have a contact form, which is the way most people get in touch with us. Even though we have a very easy to remember email address, which is what's read up to at gmail.com, people would prefer to just use the contact form on Squarespace because Squarespace is easy. And on our website, it's easy to find our press clippings. It's easy to find embeds of the podcast. It's easy to find anything you need to know about our podcast. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, go to squarespace.com who to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. So you know Tony and Tamar's sister, Tawanda? 
Yeah, you only know this. Well, you only know this if you watch Braxton Family Values. You don't really know these women otherwise. Yeah. So, she was this. This is really great. Speaking, we were talking about how Lana Del Rey's out here without a mask on. Tawanda and her fiance, surprise, she's engaged. Sean Hall were leaving LAX, and they were in not only masks but the weirdest masks I've ever seen. And they must be from that company. I think they're the masks where they're like, "We'll do your face on a mask," which is such a bad idea. Like I get it, but it's such a bad idea. It looks, in, you look crazy. <laughs> they have the masks, masks on where you send them a picture of your face, and they put the bottom half of your face on the mask, which is a really good idea in theory, but. In practice, you look like a non-playable character in a video game or like a sim, but a sim like early sims before the mouths moved. And so here are Tawanda and Sean Hall walking through LAX, talking to the cameras. But there's a full on like smile on their faces the entire time. And they reveal that they are engaged. They're asking about the rest of the family, and they're like, what do you think about, like, David, who they hate talking about, David Adefeso? Well, okay, so since we last mentioned him, it, all of this, we, we haven't even mentioned the update. It's like, he's now persona non grata for the mm-hmm. Braxtons. Like, Tamar and him are not together anymore. He did not have her back. It's bad news, and now he's, like, out here kind of, like, being rude. So we don't, we do not like, we don't like it. At yeah. all. And there were all these like intense allegations on both sides. Not great. Anyway, they don't talk. Yeah, right. They don't talk about David anymore. So David comes up and it's very clear they don't want to talk about this. And then they reveal their own happy news, which is that they are engaged. And the TMZ reporter, who is honestly way too aggressive for being in the time of COVID, he is right in their faces. I understand that they're all wearing masks, but like step back a little bit. I just love that this guy is like, so were you getting married? And they're like, yeah, we're going to wear this. Who's this handsome fella? You know, you out here on the dating scene now, y'all. What's that? We get married. Are y'all getting married? Uh-huh. Is that right? Yeah. The same guy runs into more people from the back Braxton family. They run into Trina, her other sister, and the mom. And they're like, hey, what's up? Do you want to talk about David? And Trina's like, <laughs> Trina's like, yeah, sure. Like, David sucks. And, <laughs> and it's like being very respectful of like, you know, we're trying to like stay focused as a family. Like, this is very private to us. But like, you know, it's all about family. It's all about making sure that Tamar's okay. Blah, 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 blah. And they're like, hey, did you know? Um, Just wondering, did you know that Tawanda was engaged? And they freak out. I'll play the clip here. Yes. We saw her yesterday. Yes. And she told us she's getting married. <gasps> did she? Wait, wait, she's what? Oh, are you messing with me right now? No, are you messing with me right now? Are you now? messing with me right now? She said she's getting married? She said they're getting married. It's actually like very authentic. It's like reality show authentic. And they call their mom over and they're like, hey, mom. And then the guy's like, yeah, Evelyn, come on. You're the matriarch. Mom. Mom. We need you over here. Why? Well, because. You have to come here right now. Right this second. Why? You're the matriarch of the family. Yeah. Tawanda. Yeah, so. So, so Tawanda. We saw Tawanda yesterday married. and she told us she's getting married. Was she pulling her leg? <laughs> well, this is She had a ring on. We saw the ring. Well, you know what Beyonce said. What? what does Beyonce say? <laughs> Gotta put a ring on it. Gotta put a ring on it. It's maybe the one good guy thing that I've seen a paparazzi do, like all quarantine. It's like pos- it's like a positive everyone's like a positive vibe. That they're like it excited that they they're not like mad that they found out from a paparazzi. They're just like no. happy that it isn't that's a thing. And the Braxton family has been so dark all quarantine. And now there's good news. Mm-hmm. So next up, ugh, 
We went from good news to this news. My Bialik likes vaccines now. And I saw this. Maybe I'll end up cutting this from the episode. When did she not like vaccines? Like, oh, when was, was this like a thing that people were saying? Like, oh, she doesn't like vaccines? Or did she say it? She wrote in a book that she didn't give her kids like every vaccine. And she explains in this video, she's like, I was never an anti-vaxxer. I just had like issues with the number of vaccines my kids got. And it was misinterpreted by the press. But she was like, it was very personal. So... Uh, it's just like you don't even know all the details and even that made me think like Mayim you should know better than to like write a very nuanced explanation of your kid's vaccine life in your memoir if you're not even going to provide all the details to give people the full story like don't put anything about it because people are just going to get mad it was stupid of her to put that in her book to begin with but for five years people have been like Mayim Bialik is an anti-vaxxer because she doesn't get vaccines she released a very long video ET Canada covered it and it said this quote, this year I'm going to do something I literally haven't done in 30 years. I'm going to get a vaccine. And there's a video that Mayim Bialik released called Am I an Anti-Vaxxer? And it's like, the moment you have to release a video called Am I an Anti-Vaxxer on your YouTube, something has gone wrong. Like, so many things have gone wrong in your life that, like, I don't even know what to tell you at this point. But she's getting a flu shot and she's getting a COVID vaccine and so are her kids. And she's very proud of herself. Great. Good. The reason I wanted to bring this up is I'm reading about this being like, oh, this is so dumb. Mayim Bialik is so boring boring she sucks this is so stupid she made all these mistakes how is it not obvious and then i see in the middle of the et canada website in the middle of the copy it says related andrea barber almost ran over big bang theory star Mayim Bialik. And i was I like can't. no one told me about this kimmy gibbler almost ran over blossom that's fan fiction i'm sorry wait why does andrea barber get no like description of what she does and um, Maya bialik gets a description of what she does that's a really good point that's a really I'm good point. i'm just saying i'm just saying they were shooting on the same lot and then like andrea barber backed up and almost ran over Maya bialik and we know this because she said they were our neighbors just across stage 25 i almost ran over Maya bialik one time and i'm dying to meet her and apologize they've never met <laughs> Not only did she almost run over Mayim Bialik. They never she, met after that situation? She didn't introduce herself after almost running over Mayim Bialik. <laughs> then it ends with another piece of story that needs like following up that obviously E.T. didn't do the work. It says Barber43 also admitted she has told her Fuller House co-star Jody Sweeten that she has a crush on her. What? <laughs> there are all these little threads dangling from this story about Maya Bialik suddenly being into vaccinations. Well, these are way more interesting than Maya Bialik being like, vaccines, oh. like this, yeah, who cares? But like, I mean, people do care, you know what I mean? But I'm just saying like, this all this all stuff is way more fun and juicy versus that thing, you know? Meanwhile, Kimmy Gibbler might be out here being bisexual and having a crush on Jody Sweeten. Give me a little piece of this. This is interesting. Give me a little piece of this. You almost ran over Maya Bialik and didn't stop to say hello? Like, is this what Fuller House was about? I didn't watch it. Because, like, sounds great. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't about this. <laughs> um, what's... N- oh, no, not this. No, we're not. I know. We can say... It's just... I no! Can't. I, you can't, like, open a tab without seeing that, like, Julian Hoof and Bruslich are, like, maybe going to reconcile. And I actually don't know how serious to take this. Like, they're oh, hanging out with each no. other. So, they're, so everyone's kind of like, Lindsay. oh, they're going to get back together. What? 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 What if they're the snow owls? What if that's their reveal that they're back together? What if no, the I tabloids are it. just laying the groundwork for the ultimate reveal that they're getting back it. together? Well, I also don't want to hear it because I did, forgot to watch Mass Singer and do my guesses for this episode. Maybe in an episode in the future, I'll do it. But like, I'm sorry, I forgot to do it. But they're not. No, they're not the snow. No, stop. 
What if they are? No. America, who, who are we? Your heads will spin trying to figure us out. What happened with Mickey Rourke? He was on it and he was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And he took off his yeah, mask. Yeah, he just took off his mask and he was like, bye. <laughs> Classic <laughs> Which is honestly, Mickey like, That's like a reason to watch Mass Singer. Finally, a reason. You know, like that's pretty good. That's a pretty good reason. Okay, moving on. What happened with, why is Kristen Chenoweth back in the show? Why is she in the show every week? I don't know how she sneaks in our show every week. You didn't see this? You didn't know what happened here? I know. I did see it. But it's also just like, why is Kristen Chenoweth coming up again? What is the, what's the, what power is she using that where she's like in the tabloids consistently? Everyone has been watching The Secret Dare to Dream and they're all using the the law of attraction to do this. This is what's happening, Lindsay. I used it to push her out of the tabloids. It didn't work. Oh, it doesn't work. Okay, what? (laughs) What happened? Oh, no, it doesn't work. It's (laughs) It's like Trump has COVID, but Kristen Chenoweth will not leave the tabloids. So you're like, I guess there is no law of attraction. It's like every time I turn the TV, she's dipping a town cracker or something like in a dip. (laughs) And then she's like doing this. And then she's the ex-girlfriend of some random person we talked about who's dating Rebel Wilson. Like, I don't know. So this is what happened. Evan Ross Katz, friend of the pod. Posted on his Instagram a grid of all of Sarah Paulson's most iconic roles, okay? So you got all of Sarah Paulson's most iconic roles in a grid. There's like 16 photos of Sarah Paulson. And his caption says, Sarah Paulson has the range, okay? People are like, yes, we stand, we love, we love, we love. Yes, 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 yes. Then who chimes in in the comments but Kristen Chenoweth? And she comments, hmm. What? H. MMM. Hmm. I'm sorry. Evan Ross Getz Instagram is like a breeding ground for like shady celebrity interaction now. Wow. Congrats. <laughs> yeah, That's no, amazing. I love it. Yeah. It's the new offshoot of comments by celebs. It's comments by celebs on Evan Ross Katz's Instagram. I love that. So he so she said hmm, implying she doesn't have the range. And then Sarah Paulson replied <gasps> to Kristen Chenoweth's hmm and said at Kristen Chenoweth, hmm. One <gasps> more M. One more M. She added an M. Not only does she have the range, she has the she has the consonants. So she goes, hmm. This is not joking. This is this is pointed. No. So true These heads are pointed. True heads knew I was not a true head because I was not a Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip viewer. But the true heads who watched all 25-ish episodes of Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. <laughs> No. It doesn't, wait, can we just say it doesn't take much to be a Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, whatever right, viewer. Right, Like, it's it takes not. Like a, it takes like a yeah. solid week. It takes yeah, a week Yeah, it's like not that much. Like, you could, if you decide you'd want to do that, you could like do that. That's fine. It's not easy. You could go for it, you know? Right. You could be a true head in one week. Yeah. So, the true heads know that Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, which was the much hyped follow-up from The West Wing by Aaron Sorkin, where Remember, I remember the press cycle around Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip vividly, where it was like, you got to watch it. It's going to be Me the greatest too. show of all time. Aaron yeah. Sorkin is back, baby. And then like Matt Perry. It, got, it was a flop. So Matt Perry was the Aaron Sorkin stand in. Right. And so that to me is like a fantasy. I was so excited about this. And it was, was hour just... long. I watched the pilot. That's it. It was the hour long drama version of 30 Rock. So it was like behind the scenes of an SNL type show. But it was about like the acerbic asshole writer played by Matthew Perry and his girlfriend is a cast member on the show and she's just like very very goody two-shoes Christian played by Sarah Paulson and that character was apparently a stand-in for Kristen Chenoweth because they used to date and Kristen Chenoweth is a goody two-shoes Christian. Aaron Sorkin used to date Kristen Chenoweth. Aaron Sorkin yes so at the time it was like oh wow Sarah Paulson is playing 
Kristen Chenoweth, and apparently Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson says that Aaron Sorkin says that it really wasn't Kristen Chenoweth. It was a combination mm, of a lot of women and like was. his girlfriends. But apparently Kristen Chenoweth has never been happy with Sarah Paulson's portrayal of her. In episode four, where uh, Sarah Paulson as Kristen Chenoweth dips the townhouse cracker into the dip and says, I love townhouse crackers, that was clearly Kristen Chenoweth. <laughs> That's true. Like, true heads knew. They were like, that's Kristen Chenoweth. When she sang, that, when she closed the cabinet and sang the high note, come on, come on. <laughs> Let me play the clip of um, Sarah Paulson being like, it's not Kristen Chenoweth. So Sarah Paulson was interviewed on Broadway.com by this, like, clearly super fan of Sarah Paulson's who, in the middle of her, <laughs> in the middle of this interview of her being on, like, a Broadway show, uh, Tally's Folly, it's like 2013. They're like, so tell me about like you playing Kristen Chenoweth. And Kristen like, Chenoweth. And Sarah Paulson's like, I wasn't. So listen to this clip. Right. And it was only, I think, specifically news because I was playing a very right wing right. Christian right. girl. You were and playing so, Kristen Chenoweth. Essentially. Maybe. Maybe. What's it like to get cast as Kristen Chenoweth? I mean, you and Kristen Chenoweth have nothing in common. We have about as much in common as a rhinoceros and a mouse. Right. I'm the rhinoceros <laughs> in that scenario, just so you know, because she's tiny. She's so tiny did you, person. like, in your dressing room at that show, did you have, like, pictures of uh, Chenoweth all over? No, because Aaron spent a lot of time, Aaron Sorkin spent a lot of time saying, it's not, that's not what it is. It's, it's not a combination her. of whatever. And I was like, right. yeah, okay, dude, whatever, <laughs> whatever you say. I love Sarah Paulson for this. She's like, all right, Sorkin. Yeah, that's great. You don't comment like this unless you have a sense of humor about it. Like, it's clearly not fully mean and nasty. But it's definitely no, like a reference to They're an teasing. underlying tension between the two of them. They're teasing, but what it does, what it, but it, what it does reveal in their teasing is this like very gorgeous glut of history between them, which mm-hmm. is like something for true heads who care about Kristen Chenoweth, which clearly we do, care about Sarah Paulson, which clearly we do, and have watched st- Studio Sunset Studio Studio Sixty, 60 on, the on the Sunset Strip. strip. Which clearly we haven't. <laughs> to be fair, I'm like, I care as much as I'm about as like, I care about Aaron Sorkin because I'm like a secret embarrassed stan of Aaron Sorkin, you know, like, unfortunately, that's just the case. So yeah. this is just like great goss. And I do love this tweet, which I didn't know. Um, shout out to, I think she's a listener, Christina Grace at C underscore Grace T, who wrote, unfortunately, the chapter of Kristen Chenoweth's memoir that Aaron Sorkin wrote remains my favorite of his art. And I'm like, gotta seek that out. Well, I sought that out because of that tweet. And I was like, I couldn't find, it must be like a rumor because there must be a rumor that he like ghost wrote a, a chapter because there's no like actual press acknowledgement of the fact that Aaron Sorkin wrote no. a chapter of this memoir. You have to read the entire memoir to to see if you could figure out what chapter he wrote. Christina call in, please. Um please call Christina in and call tell in, us. Please. Christina uh, call in, please. But okay. I mean, I don't I don't believe that there's this like intense hatred between Kristen Chenoweth and Sarah Paulson. I assume they aren't fans of each other, but I feel like most of this has to do with like, they have very little in common. I can't see those two personality types getting yeah, along. Yeah, a mouse and a and rhinoceros. Also, I bet they both dislike Aaron Sorkin. They're probably, they could at least bond yeah, over true. the fact that Aaron Sorkin probably sucks. So That's true. That's know, true. That's true. At least they can agree on that's, that's true. Aaron Sorkin is their breakfast at Tiffany's. But I love the hmm-hmm. That's fun. It's just like, it's just like a nice, like, it's it's a nice like niche remember a niche throwback to like a time hmm yeah hmm hmm 
moving on. Scott Disick's low testosterone plus <laughs> the Richies plus this person. How are three? These three things are all combined. Scott Disick's low testosterone. Scott Disick's estrangement from the Richie. Not just one Richie, but the Richie sisters. And then he's dating maybe this model named Bella Banos. How's all this happening in one week? Scott Disick, who was dating Sophia Richie for a good, a significant amount of time, they break up. And then it kind of comes out that like the Richie sisters, Nicole and Nicole and Sophia, like di- Nicole, like didn't like Scott. I mean, who are we kidding? Of course she didn't like Scott. It caused a rift like in the their sisters either. Right. And so now the sisters are like back together, friends again. They're posting like on the Instagram together, whatever. That's like one thing. That's one thing that I don't really care about. The second thing is that Scott Disick somehow was like diagnosed with low testosterone. It's keeping up with the Kardashian promo. He's like, I feel sick, but it's really just low testosterone. And I'm sure in the episode, because they always do this, they're going to go to some doctor or specialist who's really just doing this for promo. And he's like, well, here's what you need to do. And then that doctor is the reason that the episode exists. It's stupid. Right. Right. And now he's de- and that's so I'm not even going to get into that because it's promo. Um, And also the other news that people are talking about is that he's dating them. He is supposedly seeing and or dating the model from again. Here's some promo for the sh- from the show. Remember the episode where they go to Costa Rica and he flew out a model and oh, they yeah. all scream at him for hours. Yes. Yeah. Which is fair because it's disgusting. He like went on a family trip and flew out a model. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the model he supposedly flew out in 2017 when this episode aired. She gave in touch an exclusive interview about this situation. And everybody was like, oh, she said she's 20. He's 33. Scott calls me his girl and we have said, I love you. Bella, who met the father of three almost two years ago through an ex of hers, explains, at first, Scott was just my friend, but he got to know me on a different level. We're super connected. Scott will call and say, I miss you. I want to see you. He always flies me to wherever he is. We spend so much time together. And then she confirms that he brought her to Costa Rica on like a family trip the trip where they all yelled at him because remember the, the scene is like she's like they're like behind a door and they're like is she in there is she in there remember that okay. yeah i remember that that's when i, I was, love that I was like no it. promo but then i did promo why do you love this danny willis so much i just love it i just love the headline <laughs> <laughs> i'd never seen pictures from a cricket event before <laughs> as in like the sport yeah, it says the headline is, um, let me read it. <laughs> Pretty in pink. Cricket wag Danny Willis shows up her trim pins in a $530 mini dress at the Everest Carnival Fashion Lunch as she re- leads the red carpet arrivals. I just like had never heard of this woman. And she's <laughs> leading the arrivals at this cricket event. And look at her. Look at her. Tr- look at her slim pins. I thought that Wives and Girlfriends was specifically like rugby and soccer. Cricketing, I mean, God, please do not come for me right now. Cricketing just seems very quaint in comparison. It seems less intense. I just like this because I hadn't seen some names I haven't, didn't know in a while. So I was like, oh, this cricketer, wag, wag cricketer, Danny Willis. Speaking of headlines, uh, here's one from page six. Tyga's penis pic leaked as he promotes OnlyFans account. I mean, I just, yeah. So Tyga got an OnlyFans, leaked a, leaked a dick pic to promote it. So Every story about yeah. this is like, this is not a leak. This is promotion. Like, do I not know. call this a leak. This is him promoting his OnlyFans account, which is probably exactly yeah. what's happening. He's just... Right. It's not a leak if he if he posted it. It's not a leak if somebody if he gave it to somebody to post or whatever. Yeah. Also, I'm like, now that I've seen the D, why do I need to pay for the OnlyFans? All right, fine. 
this doesn't seem like it's going to be one of those fake out OnlyFans. Like when Dorinda was like, I have an OnlyFans and didn't know what to do with it. I think this is Tiger no, it's a being real like, one. No, I have no, an OnlyFans no. and here's me like having sex with people and pay $20 a month to see it. Now, like now celebs or hulebs are like doing actual OnlyFans content ever yeah. since like cardi kind of blew it up as like a thing and so did unfortunately bella thorne and that whole drama and like all that like they're all doing various versions of only of only fans and some only fans are like pg rated but like yeah, yeah you're right tyga's via this photo tyga's is i don't think is going to be so you know go check it out if that's your thing yeah if it's your thing go check it out only fans is whatever you want it to be it's things only fans of yours would want, aka like our patrons and only fans, because only fans of Who Weekly would want to hear two, two to five extra hours of content a week, you know. Mm-hmm. But then this is like, this is just to compare it to the Chris Evans leak. This isn't a leak, like. No, this, I know. Yeah, there's no way this was a leak. This wasn't an accident. No, we all know. Um, there's no way. He's okay. honestly too clever for that. We're skipping banana, but guess what, Lindsay? We have. GC3Z. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. It's the GC3Z row. I'm not even joking. I don't have to give it context. Fuck it. Here's the clip. No, we're just playing it. Do I want tennis coats? I definitely want a helipad. You know, I would love a swimming pool with a mosaic of my face at the bottom. You know, it's all these things. Look. I don't play tennis. I don't think I'll need a tennis court. So we'll scrap that idea. Would I like a helipad? Yeah. Would I like stables? Yeah. So it's all these things. Do I want cows, chickens, sheep, goats, zebras, donkeys? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's moving to like, remember where her reality show was? Like with her, near her brother's house? Her brother's house. She's like moving over there. So they didn't, I'm actually sort of worried. She didn't release a new episode this week. So this Uh-oh. episode is from a couple of weeks ago. Oh, no. Gemma is very good about releasing an episode every week. Every seven mm. days, there is a GC podcast. Mm. There was not mm. one this week. Interesting. I mean, everyone's allowed to take a break. On. Take a break. But mm, like, not us. Gonna take a break. <laughs> yeah, we don't take a break. Um, <laughs> Apparently. Okay. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing. Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also, practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm going to learn Spanish, I'm going to do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And 
the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful. Okay. That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime. And you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. Are we doing tabloids? Okay, so we can we can talk about the tabloids really quickly. I mean, there were only a few notable things in the tabloids. The tabloids were a wild ride this week. Uh, both they skewed. Not only did they skew white, obviously they skewed old. I didn't even put the Larry King cover on here because I was like, I'm not even. Oh, gonna open I this saw up. that. It's like Larry King's like divorce drama is like front page news of Star or something. Not Star. It was In Touch. He was on the cover of In Touch. In Touch. And I was like, I was well, like, I'm not going to open one that. Of those. I'm yeah, not going to no, open that. Yeah. Meg Ryan was on the cover of OK. It was very rude. It was just about Meg Ryan, how I changed myself. What they are talking about here is her face. Like they're 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 trying to act like it's an entire character adjustment, but adjustment, but it's fully just about the way she looks. Also, she didn't like give them an interview. She just no. like they're just saying okay, right? They're just saying how no. I changed. But myself. the most interesting yeah. things I I pulled out some. I think you had some too. But like the Property Brothers brought the other brother. They all wore Disney shirts and they went to Disneyland and no one's in a mask, not even Goofy. Now, today, in this economy, September sixteenth, September sixteenth, Jonathan Drew mm -hmm. and JD, the other one, all went to Disneyland. They stood next to Goofy. No one has a mask on. No Goofy's mask doesn't count. We heard from the CDC: Halloween masks don't count. Okay. All right. This is amazing. I've never seen a hotter photo of Justin Thoreau than picking up shit, wearing a Shakira shirt, picking up his dog shit. This is amazing. Walking his pit bull, wearing a Shakira shirt and a mask. Picking up dog shit. And it says curbside pickup, which I thought was <laughs> so funny. That's really funny. That's funny. That's funny. Right? No, this is a hot photo of him. I love it. I can't even see his face. I can't see his eyes. I can only see his Shakira shirt and his dog. And it's hot as hell. Love it. It's a Please Shakira it. 2010 tour. Do you believe he bought that at a vintage store or do you think he attended the 2010 tour? <sighs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past him, but I think he got it at a vintage store. This is one of the funniest things in all of the tabloids, and it was about Rami Malek, and it's from Star, and it says... No, this is good, because they accuse him of some funny shit. <laughs> Rami's social climbing fail. I haven't seen this anywhere but this print magazine. <laughs> but it's funny, because you know all these mags are owned by like the same company, so they all share stories, and this story was only here, which means like they were like, this is such a ridiculous story, we can only put it in one tabloid, let's put it in the most like devalued, decredited one, and like just who cares? You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. they... Even they know this is, like, hilarious. He's got an Oscar, an Emmy, and a shelf full of other awards, and now Rami Malek is looking for some trophy friends. <laughs> a source tells Star the 39-year-old and his girlfriend Lucy Boynton, who met on the set of Bohemian Rhapsody, have been trying to break into the A-list socially. Terrible time to do this, by the way, and it's not going as planned. Quote, they tend to get along great with the behind-the-scenes people in the business, like Rami's high-powered agents and his Mr. Robot creator Sam Esmail. But when it comes to striking up friends with other celebrities, it's just not clicking. Like, picture me at, like, a kid's birthday party, but I'm having more fun talking to the parents than the kids. Like, that's what this is. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. One problem, mm -hmm. born and raised in L.A., Rami's a little too savvy for his own good. He comes off as curt <gasps> and better than thou. It doesn't help that what? he and his 26-year-old lover so into each other, adds the source, okay. and feed each other's... Oh, there's a typo. And feed each other's already healthy ego. 
egos. They're their own worst enemy. To each other, they're the biggest stars in the world, which is a big turnoff to other celebs. This is mean. This is mean. So they're saying, sorry, this is such a weird twist in terms of what you expect it to be, that Rami and Lucy Boynton are like so in love that it's disgusting. And Mm. also they are snobby. They are too snobby and they can't make friends with other celebrities. Mm -hmm. I mean, is this that, is sus is in a lot I'm, of is ways. That what we're saying, yeah, I was a sus in a First lot of, all, of still ways. Dating, that's the fact that they're still together is like, wow. Can, I wouldn't expect that. Color me surprised. I like this ca- bit of counter programming or potential maybe like crisis management. Uh, Catherine and David Foster's big baby news. Ever since she was added as potentially a Republican, I don't want to get sued because I feel like she hasn't commented anything about this. Right. But there were those they're FEC like, filings. But they're doing this. This, but this is also like. It's funny because it's also like a terrible, it's the terrible like, look at her like wearing a dress that's like slightly, her belly is like a visible. It's slightly visible. Oh, she must be pregnant. You know, and like it says that's bump also or burrito. Just, like, the worst. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> There's a photograph of Ian Somerhalder kissing literal grass that's been in pretty much every tabloid this week. Not to be rude, but you can tell it's just sod that's been laid down on this like random promo red carpet that he's doing, but not a red carpet, a green carpet full of sod. He has a new like environmental documentary called Kiss the Ground, and he was at the premiere kissing the ground. Meanwhile, Love the it. craziest story that's ever been published was published inside OK magazine and when Lindsay sent me this last night I dropped my phone ran around the house this is like (laughs) this is fan fiction to the nth degree because like everyone is out here talking about the Drew Barrymore show but this tabloid is like a nice try bitches we we can do one better (gasps) Drew Barrymore is dating Tom Cruise (laughs) (laughs) and to that I say thank you because I really needed this you know who is this source like there was a moment quote there was a moment not too long ago when Drew realized she was ready to date again and Tom was the first guy who came to mind what? Drew Barrymore knows 12 people? Like, clearly she knows more. She's having them all in her talk show this week. You know, like, every every person in her phone book is on that show. So you think the only person she could think of to date was Tom Cruise? No. Get out of here. They're apparently taking his, like, private planes all around Europe while he films Mission Impossible. And they talk on the phone all the time. And the source says, Drew definitely She's wants busy. to see more of Tom. She gets an incredible buzz every time they talk. And friends are rooting for them, too. A lot of people think they're a great match. I can't. If this is true, like, I'll... I'll do a Tom Cruise Mission Impossible stunt and then probably have an accident and die. But like, this is not, this can, this is ridiculous. We're almost done with tabloids. There were only three more things I wanted to talk about. One was this headline, Goldie and Kurt butting heads. I was just like, no, they're not. Mm. And I moved on. Then mm-hmm. uh, I think it was okay interviewed. Is this okay? Yeah. Okay. Interviewed Keith Urban. And this interview question was like too real. And I was like, oh, I love that you these always, interviews are real. You always, whenever we do tabloids, you bring up Keith Urban. Like why is Keith Urban always, he's always in the tabloids? silly in the tabloids? Yeah. On the album, you talk about things like drinking too much and bad relationships, but you don't have issues with either of those. Imagine asking that <laughs> to a musical artist. I know. And she I goes, know. well, I just don't write about my life now. That would be a limiting kind of thing. I write about my entire life. There are infinite things to write about. I love mm-hmm, that they asked mm-hmm. him that. And then there's this, Lindsay. Because you know, recipes can't, recipes can't be copyrighted. And I saw mm-hmm. there's always some celebrity that's like, try like Maria Menounos' vegetable stew. Like, try Debbie yeah. Mazar's like fricaccia. Yeah. Yeah, this just was please, just keep talking. Try Audrina Patrick's frittata Florentine. No, I'm sorry. 
So there's a little photo of Audrina Patridge and a photo of a frittata Florentine. And I was like, I'm sorry. I just refuse to believe that any of these are not just ripped off of other magazines. So I literally just searched for a frittata Florentine and tried to find some sort of like major source with the recipe in it. Come to find out within the first couple of pages of results, I find a cook, a taste of home recipe for a frittata Florentine. It's the exact same recipe. It's identical apart from the protein. So Audrina Patridge's frittata Florentine uses apple chicken sausage, taste of home frittata florentine i think use some sort of like uh, apple smoked bacon what was it uh mm. no turkey bacon apart from that yeah. not only are the measurements the ingredients list are exactly the same down to one small onion finely chopped three tablespoons thinly sliced basil leaves one half cup of shredded mozzarella all these are the same down to the directions just slight like one additional like article here or there in the directions and it was just like mm-hmm. no shit yeah no i mean this is just fu- it's hilarious i mean it's like an identical recipe and now we can move on to rita what was she wearing where was she seen she posted what on instagram she's the who queen tens of people want to What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? It's like we have a slow week and Rita has a busy week. I just don't understand. She cut a casual figure in a black jacket and red leggings as she linked arms with Beau Romain Gavras after a night out in London as as singer sparked engagement speculation because they saw a ring on her ring finger. I mean, I just don't even know. It's like I just was speechless when you said Rita got engaged. Well, they also in these the reason why they're like speculating she got engaged was because there's a photo of her wearing a ring on her on her ring finger. Ring finger. And they, of course, zoomed in, put an arrow and went, you know, that effect. And mm-hmm. so we could see it. And I have to say I'm shook. Although Rita wears a lot of jewelry. It could just mean nothing. But also I'm like, mm, and could it mean nothing? Could it mean something? Also, again, Rita's a troll. So, you know. Rita and her boyfriend, Romain Gavray, in matching North Face jackets, and Rita's wearing a Yankees hat. I just can't with this woman. She is, like, aesthetically on point always. Her North Face jacket, (laughs) really, I just, I loved it. Um, I love it. I love it. Also, she has new Spawn. She launched a new footwear line with Shoe Dazzle. We did Spawn with Shoe Dazzle, remember? I think I got some of their shoes. They're still in my apartment somewhere. And she also opened about Struggles. Oh, my God. She can't do Spawn without, like, doing something. She opened up about Struggles as a woman in music. Okay, so the shoes and the Struggles. The shoes and the Struggles. Her heels and boots cost anywhere between $32.95 to $59.95. Yeah. And she says that fashion has always been a passion of mine. I love how it's constantly changing and evolving. And I love experimenting with loads of different looks. Yeah. She also exuded style in a snakeskin print boot, which are not shoe dazzle and tight black tee as she posed for sultry mirror selfies. She did a very typically Rita thing that's just like sort of like robotic. Like she wants to share selfies. Like all we get it. You just want to share like cute pics of yourself. But instead of just like leaving it captionless or saying like felt cute. She goes, bored and wrapped, found a mirror, this happened, tongue out, hi. It's just like, you don't need to do that, Rita. Just post the picture. Okay, that's not even the most, this is all not even as important as the biggest news of the week, which is that we got the trailer for Twist, aka the movie, the 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 Sky TV movie Oliver Twist remake that Rita did years ago with Jude Law's son and Michael Caine. And let me tell you. Like one year it ago. It is yes but it feels like it's been decades you know we never got Wonderwell. we did but we just never saw it but like it just feels like it's been years we we got detective pikachu that was iconic now we get twist in which rita plays 
Dodger, the artful Dodger. Dodger, and but, she looks iconic. We, well, let's play a clip. Wild. It's you, isn't it, doing all this? Come with us. We'll still get with some new gear. I am Dodge. This is Batesy, and together we... We saved Ross once already. It's a real hero, that one. The thing to know about this is that it truly does look down to like the um uh, uh 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 the type of like the video used. It's an ugly looking movie. It looks like it looks like <laughs> video shot for television. It looks like a How television show quality dare. video. How dare you? How it looks ugly. Dare you? It looks cheap. I do like that Raph Law, aka Jude Law's son, has like zero to four lines total. It's like you think Rita has no lines. This kid has no lines and he's this quote-unquote star he's twist i mean yeah he's yeah. twist michael yeah, kane talks like more graffiti he's also banksy i don't know is he banksy like he i does think graffiti. he's banksy it's like secret he might be banksy and like rita's like hey dude what's up and is and whatever but he's, she's not i will say something she's not the love interest she's not the love interest no somebody else but yeah so twist is finally happening i can't wait to watch it when does it come out I don't know, but like I guess we're watching it. I mean, we have to watch it. It comes out on um 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 um. Oh, it just says coming soon. Ugh. Here's the first trailer for hashtag Twist, the modern take on Oliver Twist, coming out on Sky TV Toon. I'm starring as Dodge. Can't wait for you all to see. Heart emoji, heart emoji. I love it. Okay, we can't get West Side Story. We can get Rita Ora's version of Oliver Twist. Who needs Tenant when Twist is right there? Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Call in at 619 Who Them to leave questions, comments, and concerns for a Friday episode. Um, Support us on patreon.com slash who weekly to get twice weekly bonus episodes. We're talking about the Mariah Carey memoir on today's episode oh, yeah i'm so excited no yeah we're to oh t- we'll uh if you if you want to join us for that you can sign up for patreon and grab a book because it's delightful that's all we gotta say so thank you for listening and we'll see you next week we'll see you actually friday first bye